My name is Haley Lossel Young, and this is how I create. Welcome to This Is How We Create, a show that digs deeper into the creative life of contemporary artists of color. Discover what feeds their creativity and how they found or are finding their artistic voice. Through these intimate and candid conversations, you'll gain insights into the lives of creative professionals of color that are hard to find anywhere else. Hi there, welcome back to This Is How We Create. I'm your host, Martine Severin. In this episode, I not only talk with a delightful person, but a talented one at that. Haley Lossel Young is a Chicago-based multidisciplinary artist. While growing up, Haley didn't always know she wanted to be an artist. She sewed as her grandmother did and would make friendship bracelets to sell to her classmates in school. Haley went to college thinking she would focus on business, but she turned to the visual arts instead. During our time together, Haley shared her journey to becoming an artist and talks about her dreams for her future and the direction she wants to take her work. Just a heads up, there'll be a pause around midway through the episode. I've left that pause in the show on purpose, so stay with it. Oh, just one more thing. If you've been enjoying This Is How We Create, I would love for you to share the episode with a good friend or with anyone you think who would appreciate uh, learning about artists of color and about their journeys. Um, It would mean a lot to me. Thanks so much. See you soon. Welcome to This Is How We Create. Today, my guest is Haley Lossel-Young. Multimedia artist Haley Lossel Young captures the intricacies and strength of the feminine form through portraits of women across identities. Outside of her work as a muralist and a canvas painter, Haley creates powerful digital art, apparel design, and home decor. Her commercial collaborations include Walgreens, Nike, Doc Martens, and Pinterest, among others. Haley's commonly used line, Leave Me Alone, was born as a response to the widespread street harassment women endure. Outside of commercial work, Haley enjoys working with local nonprofits to make art more widely accessible and representative of communities of color. Welcome to the podcast, Haley. Thank you for having me. Haley, I am so pleased that you're here mainly because I've admired your work and didn't know it was you. (laughs) I know you most for was um, when you did a feature at Doc Martens in in Wicker Park here in Chicago. And then, so I knew that was you, but then I went to my local Walgreens, which is just down the street, and I go there regularly. And each time I always think, oh, this is such great street art. Wow, who is this person? And of course, I never thought to look you up once we booked you and we were talking about who you are I thought oh I've been admiring her work for so long and here she is so welcome that's so awesome thank you thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to be here and ask me all the questions I'm very I'm not like a very talkative person so like (laughs) I I feel like you're gonna get it out of me though I feel like you've got a good, good vibe Ah, we'll have some fun. Okay, so you are a self-taught, multidisciplinary visual artist. Can you tell us the story of how you found your creativity? 
Um, I feel like I've always been a little bit creative. Um, I've had creative people around me. I would consider my mom and my grandma to be very creative in them in their own regard. Like my grandma would sew and do a bunch of different things in that area. And my mom, I feel like she drew before me, but doesn't want to say it. So I got into like little hobbies and little crafts and DIYs and projects like that for most of my young adult life, but I was mostly focused on sport. I played um, soccer consistently for years and I didn't really think of anything like crafty or art related to be a career. I saw people doing it as hobbies and, you know, for fun, but I hadn't seen anybody near me making that like their every day. And I had a lot of, you know, nine to fives or business owners around me still, which was a great influence, but that creative lifestyle I hadn't seen. When I went to college, I started painting because I needed decorations for my dorm room. Uh, so I wanted to paint my own little pieces to hang. I would just copy a few things that I'd see just to get the hang of it. It, it became my hobby. I enjoyed painting, but like I'm also a businesswoman at heart and being in college and needing extra money, I just started painting. I left school after the first year. It wasn't wasn't the right fit for me and took some time off and I was still kind of doing commissions here and there, but nothing was sticking as like my style. It's like I was just kind of recreating pieces or doing portraits, but they weren't really like stylized. And then after moving to Iowa for a short period of time and trying to go to school again there and then secretly dropping out of school there, I just started painting like a lot more in my free time because I would go to work and then I would paint. And most of the things I really would paint for myself first, I'd paint like clothes for myself or like canvases for my own walls or for my own apartment with my roommates and things. It just kind of spiraled into the small community that I had around me wanting to get art and buy art. And I think two years into that, I kind of landed on a style. I moved back from Iowa, came back to Chicago and just tried to immerse myself back into in what the art scene I guess in Chicago looked like and try to figure out a way to turn you know my art into a business rather than just a hobby because I realized that the jobs I was taking to get money that I needed to I guess live um, they were not really fulfilling for me at all and like the scheduling didn't work for me I realized I really needed something that I was in control of and that I could grow on my own, which meant a business. But what does that business look like? And I enjoy making and creating art. So we put the two together. Kind of jumped into the freelance life from there. I started with doing paint and sip classes on the side. When I came back, I was doing paint and sip classes in Pilsen. And I was interning for um, Hebrew Brantley and his studio and interning for Hebrew was great because I got to see an artist that was in business and like had an entire organ organized operation going and 
that was really inspiring. And then the paint and sip stuff, I guess, got me into just being around the community and being around people that like enjoyed being around art, I guess. So I could, again, combine the two worlds and make them make sense. And I've been doing that for the past five years. And yeah, I you probably have questions about projects and collabs and things, but they, the honest answer is they just aligned with something at the moment. Like a lot of people have reached out to me, um, which is great. Um, and I think it's just been like a really organic process from project to project. What a wonderful journey. And I'm sure that it wasn't always wonderful at the time, you know, when you when you <laughs> when you talk about it, it's um it sounds like, oh, and I did this, it and I did be- that. It sounds glamorous. It sounds like a montage on TV, you know, during <laughs> it's definitely like your your highlight reels, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of little bumps in between. But I feel like I've always for me, just understood that it's going to be like, I'm going to dislike or struggle in a way in this job or position, or I'm going to struggle or have to figure out something in this position. And one being working for somebody else and one being working for myself, like both come with their own, you know, pros and cons lists for sure. And there's no like, right or wrong way to do either of them but I think this is just kind of like mm-hmm. the best path for me right now at the moment so Haley you mentioned several times that you're a business uh, woman at heart I'd love for you to maybe talk a little bit about that and perhaps how you run your own business currently being a businesswoman at heart has definitely I think been helpful with the art it's it's making me remember that like I've kind of always done this in ways, just in different. So when I was uh, knitting or sewing, I would grade school, I would make bracelets or things and sell those to kids and that'd be fun. And then in high school, I would personal shop at the thrift store for people at my school and they would give me money to go thrifting for them. So I've kind of like always had a little business mindset that geared my decision to go to school for a business, but it didn't like fulfill any creative interests for me, I guess. So combining the art and the business for me has been interesting because I think there's a lot of artists or I know a lot of artists that are insanely talented. They just need a little bit of help on the business end. They need somebody to help market their work or even just photograph their work better or getting it online in the right spaces just there's just so many things there's so many things to think about (laughs) on the business end so it's it's great to have an idea of how to maneuver that but it's also kind of when you when you grow as an artist and are trying to turn your art into a business it can be difficult learning all of those things from scratch it sounds not only did you have the drive but also the the want and it also sounds you were just very explorative as a as a child I can say that. I'm I'm wondering what are some of the things that you learned from Hebrew because you said that he had his business on lockdown and obviously he's a muralist and we his work is all around Chicago and he's also known for the connections that he's made. Can you 
talk about any any things that you might have observed through working with him that you picked up that works well with creating a business for for folks who are multidisciplinary as artists? Yeah, I mean, everything that was there was a learning experience because he had like a huge studio where he was making all of this work where it wasn't just, you know, canvases and it wasn't just going to do murals. There were statues and figurines and definitely multimedia, a lot going on. So that was just very eye-opening to see the different mediums you could put your work into. But I mean, he also had like an entire team, you know, so there's interns, there's people that are helping do the actual physical work, but there are graphic designers, there's people that are helping do digital work, and then there's people that are helping sell the work. So there's a whole operation going on. Not that he's not involved in it, because definitely involved in it, but it does create a little bit more space to like create the work rather than have to do as much busy work. It just depends on what scale you're trying to put work out. You know, it's not realistic to do everything on your own if you're putting out large scale and large amounts of work. So that was really, I've, I've been working alone for a while, but that was nice to see that it can be successful having a team of people with their own parts. He had things everywhere. And we were working in a museum at that time. We were setting up an exhibit there. And then I think he was going out of the country to have another exhibit. So it was just, there was more to it than, you know, people portray artists as just kicking it and throwing a brush around and just going outside and spraying a can and boom, art, and you got however much money which, yeah, great, but there's, like, a really big business end to it on, like, selling your work and getting it in the right places, getting in the right eyes. It definitely inspired me to think outside the box and kind of not really have any limits as to what my art can go on or where it can go or what I can really do. Oh, oh you gave me shivers. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, I know that you sell products on your site, which is HML. HML.design. So yep. HML.design. And then obviously we'll have that in the show notes so people could check out some of the products that you sell. Oh gosh, but I love everything that you were saying in terms of being able to think bigger in terms of what your work can look like and what you can do as your work. This year, I'm going on this journey of taking on interns. So I have two folks, Ray, who contacted you, who's um, the producer for the podcast. And then I have a project manager who helps me with some other products and and things that I'm going to be rolling out. But it's really interesting to think about the work that one does as an artist and how to make it bigger because being a solopreneur being an artist you're constrained in terms of how much you can do in one given day but when you have a team to support you you can do more or even if you do decide to just keep it as one you can start thinking about other ways to to grow your your reach do you mind sharing with us some of the ways that you've or some of the things that you've thought about in terms of growing your reach and plans that you have for yourself in the future? Um, 
Can you explain to me what do you mean a little bit more by like growing my reach? What do you well, mean? Well, so you currently sell products on your on your site and you've collaborated with multinational brands um, based in the in in the Chicago area. So in that vein, just going off those two, I could imagine that you would collaborate with brands across the nationwide, right? So if you did, oh, you, is that, all right, okay. <laughs> you people can't see, but you're crossing your fingers, but oh, yeah. <laughs> collaborating with, with brands nationwide, worldwide, I think that from you know the products that you sell it could be perhaps it's picked up by a bigger brand and you could sell that at target there are let's manifest manifest a target oh yeah i know right manifest it there's this one woman (laughs) called joy O, when she has she has this website called oh joy she creates products and she's a product designer so she creates products and she sells them um, and she has collaborations with brands such as band-aids so that's I mean that's one collaboration yeah I think my biggest thing has been I I definitely haven't been on this journey alone but I haven't formed the team yet so I'm I think my next thing is figuring out like the process of adding more team members to help me expand into these next steps without like overwhelming myself. Cause a lot of, I think a lot of the collaborations that I've gotten, a lot of people have reached out via, you know, whether a website or a product or doing one event leads to another event type of thing, which is great. But now that I have that base of experience, I think I definitely want to take that into me pitching myself a little bit more specifically for projects and companies that I want to work with, projects that I want to do specifically on my end. And then I feel like things things just kind of happen really organically and naturally when it comes to at least like the bigger the bigger brands and collaborations and things of that nature because they're already a little sticky or overwhelming depending on where it's coming from um and it can be overwhelming to deal with like a big brand collaboration on your own um so i think i can see myself doing it i can see myself doing it. i'm gonna leave it at that i can see myself doing it i can see it happening i'm not really worried on it happening because when the right product or when the right design comes along and I'm ready to do it I'm I'll I'll get behind it things that I want to do specifically I've been working on the HML home Um, I've been really into like interiors and spaces and kind of collabing the art with the design and making fun functional pieces or getting into the headspace to do that I would really like to translate that work into working in more not even just commercial spaces because commercial spaces are great but kind of like experiential spaces for people for example like designing a room in a hotel or an airbnb my hmo home situation like being able to 
create a space for people to be able to stay in and visit and experience on their own would be really awesome. And then, yeah, I think the product is going to happen because it just comes along. I really enjoy collaborating on product. I can get behind products for people that are doing the thing already that I'm not doing. Like, there's so many products out here. I don't need to necessarily make another one all the time when I can just contribute and collaborate with brands of friends or people that I know or whatever. So I, as you were chatting, I I wondered what the Haley of four to five years ago who was working and who was, who wasn't a full-time artist. I wonder what that Haley would think about what you are doing now and about the work that you've done. You'll get me. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Mm. Ugh. I'm already having a slightly emotional day. So, oh. but this is good. Positive tears, happy tears for this. Um, I mean, I think she would be, like, super proud. Not necessarily surprised. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't say surprised because I definitely try to always keep keep in mind that it, it might not look how I want it to look, but, or how I thought I wanted it to look, but things are always okay and are going to be okay. I I don't believe that I'll be in a position where I don't have support or people to help me. Things will always work themselves out or be okay. So I think I, I think she would be really excited and just curious to see what's next because I always am I never really know what's happening so I'm just along for the ride we were joking at the beginning of this that this is not the podcast well I'll make you cry I said I was a baby and you caught me well you know I I have to say I've been feeling a bit tender as well today um so maybe we're vibing off of each other I I was reading something not too long ago where it was a neuroscientist that was chatting about how the things that happen in life, they only happen step by step. Like our expectations and our imaginations, it's it's very rare that there'll be just a huge leap. There are so many things that I want for myself and I want it now. But I also know that it is step by step. You know, once you do one thing, it builds up to another, it builds up to another. I think from the outside, I'm seeing how much you've accomplished in, and it doesn't, I mean, in a short time, and I'm sure it doesn't feel like a short time to you. And I reckon that there's so much more that's out there for you. And you're so driven and you're so beautiful and you're such, you're so kind. And I just think, well, dang it. The world is her oyster, and I just, I can't wait to be walking in Target one day. (laughs) Yeah, no, Target. To be rushing to buy your 
of your products? Target 2023. (laughs) No, thank you. Thank you for giving me space. Of course. Thank you for coming on here with us. So I'd love to wrap up by chatting about this is this is the episode of getting soft and um, (laughs) and being tender. I mean, if we're both feeling a little tender, let's go with it. Um, I've been really thinking about gratitude and being positive and being grateful for the people who've influenced our journey in a really great way. There's this one woman, actually two people now, who showed up to be my fairy photo mothers, if you will. They just have taken me under their wings and they just give, 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 and they don't ask for anything else. And I wondered if if you've encountered someone in your life, in your creative journey, who's kind of been that person for you, a fairy god person who's um, really just lifted you up and has had your back i feel like i've been blessed with quite a few people who have been along on this journey but i would say that in 2018 i moved in with my still current roommate um simone and (laughs) (laughs) like why are we doing this okay so my cards tight she has just been definitely one of my if not biggest um supporters friends and just taught me a lot as a person i don't know not even just within i'm gonna take a second just so i can get (laughs) all of my words out take all the time you Um, need (laughs) yeah she is definitely just one of my biggest supporters we've lived together the last four years and she's kind of always been there to like push me and motivate me to think bigger or think smaller <laughs> she's a virgo and i'm a taurus she is very like organized list on it let's do it and you know i'm just like uh-huh okay you know, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to paint you know sit and chill and like have a good time but having her around has been inspiring I guess because she herself has however many jobs and can do anything and has been a stylist for Nike while also working for Stripe and Cameo and doing all these amazing things and just balances everything so well and having somebody to like look at that is just structured and can we kind of meet in the middle with each other you know and that it's a good balance but yeah just having like a friend that has been there to watch the journey and always promote my stuff when she's out and same on my end where it's just like we can just be big supporters for each other I think I think she is even more business-minded than I am. So again, having somebody to look up to and learn from that you feel, not that you feel equivalent to, but like you feel equivalent to somebody, but you still know that you can learn from them. It's just like reassuring, I guess. It's easier to absorb for me. And I just appreciate having her around. And I'm sure she appreciates having you around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I'm so pleased to chat with you today, Haley. I think you've made my day. 
Yeah. Did I? I hope I didn't, I hope I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't think our emotions should ever be a source of embarrassment. I think I think it's hard to be vulnerable and to talk about our experiences and even to do that in a way that is that feels real and that's true because it's otherwise it's just the gloss of Instagram and the gloss of everything else and not about about real life. And obviously our emotions are emo I didn't English isn't my first language. Sometimes I <laughs> the grammar doesn't come out. Emotions are not are what emotions drive our creativity. Without the emotions there's no truth. And yeah. without the truth, it's bathroom art. And you know You <laughs> <laughs> got me over here. A mess. Okay. I feel great. I feel better. Need a <laughs> wonderful thanks so much for coming on how can we stay in touch with you you want to find me it's easy to find me on instagram uh hml.design that's also the website hml.design um my personal page is h-a-i underscore e-y that's where you can find me on the daily I do a lot of work with Vault Gallery and Pilsen, so I'm typically up there. I'm kind of like a nomad in ways. I just bop around, so I'm just doing work wherever work needs to be done. <laughs> mm, that is some indirect ways of traveling throughout the world. I can see it now. Your, your, your suitcase, your team with you, heading to where the work takes you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. On the go. Mural team. Oh, yes. It'll, it'll happen. Yes. It's already happened. Just waiting for you to travel there. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Haley. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I would love to, you know, meet IRL. Oh. Yeah. Yes, let's do it.